0: This is Whiffer Karen, and I love listening to Will Write for Wine.
1: This is Whiffer Mac, and you are listening to Will Write for
0: Wine.
2: Hello, this is Whiffer Kim from Colorado, and you are listening to Will
0: Write for Wine. Yay! Hi, this is Whiffer Lily, and I'm listening to Will Write for Wine. This is Whiffer Dawn, and you're listening to Will Write for Wine. Hello, this is Whiffer Melissa, and you're listening to Will Write for Wine. This is Whiffer Wayne, and you are listening to
2: Will Write for Wine.
0: This is Whiffer Ambroise, and you are listening to Will Write for Wine.
2: Hi, this is Knocked Up Whiffer Susan, and you're listening to Will Write for Wine.
0: Cheers. Hi, this is Whiffer Renee, and you've made the excellent choice of listening to my girls, Sam and Lonnie. And Will Write for Wine. Hi, this is Whiffer Pimp, my mixer Pam, and you are listening to Will Write for Wine. Take it away, girls. Thank, Thank you, Whippers. Whiffers.
2: <laughs> Welcome to Will Write for Wine, a podcast about wine, writing, and songs. But
1: mostly wine and writing, except for last week when Lonnie did her theme song. Because right,
2: we have to keep talking about that? Yeah,
1: we do. To every bring every that sing- up again, and I again think, and again. every single show this year. All right.
2: right. Uh-huh. Well, you know, we have a
1: theme song. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like somebody else sings it next time I think we're okay oh, alright no, this is Lottie no, no, no. Diane don't Rich don't even give them any I'm ideas i trying to
1: change the subject <laughs> and move on
2: so <laughs> we just the whiffers will
1: start will launch I know they'll launch a whole, a whole thing <laughs> I know you gotta like, be careful uh, the
2: whiffers are extremely powerful people they
1: are they could change the world <laughs>
2: alright this is Lottie Diane Rich and this is Samantha Graves there's your cue tonight's show is all about finding your funky bird query workshop
1: yes And this is Lonnie's World Famous Workshop, which is great for you guys out there because you get it for free, and it's great for me because I don't have to do anything. Oh, I have a feeling we'll be hearing from you anyway. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? I'm freaking comic relief here. How often do I get to do this?
2: Aside from last week?
1: Okay. Two weeks in a row. I think we're trending. Three weeks
2: is a trend. Right?
1: Yeah. Something like that. (laughs) And that's all later in the podcast. We know our priorities. And <laughs> wine comes first. So, Lottie, yes. what are you drinking tonight? And please tell me it's a good wine.
2: Oh, my God. It's so good. All right. Okay. Uh, tonight, I'm drinking a 2007 Casillero del Diablo. That means devil's cellar in Spanish. Ooh. I'm trying not to take that as a bad sign. <gasps> oh, that's From cool. Concha y Toro in Chile. Chile. I love Chilean wines. I love <laughs> I picked this up while we were in New York City. Mm-hmm. Remember we went to that, um, that wine store? Yes. And uh, we never got around to drinking it, so I'm having it tonight. And I loved the last Toro that I had, so I'm so excited about this Oh, wine. good. All right, now the wine notes on this, delicate and bright ruby red, ripe red fruits, strawberries and raspberries, subtle notes of spices, and touches of toasted French oak. Oh. For those who don't burn your oak, but rather just toast it a little. Uh, Fruit forward, fresh and flavorful, medium bodied and fully textured in mouth. Balanced acidity and a pleasant, long and persistent finish. Plus, they have a website, so Sam's gonna totally dig them. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. It's
2: Casillero dot It'll be in the wine notes. It's thirteen percent alcohol. Fourteen ninety nine. I, I splurged mm-hmm. a little. I splurged a little when we were in New York City because um, it's Concha y Toro, and I love them. Yeah. yeah. And um,
1: oh my God, it's so good. Oh, cool. I,
2: I took my first sip of this. Uh-huh. Um, you know, a little while ago, mm-hmm. just just a little while before starting the podcast. And um, the second I, I had the sip, it's just like there's the flavor is. It's It's not too intense but it's very it's i uh, I won't say it's strong because usually when you think of a strong wine you're like it throttles you Mm -hmm. you know and this is just like really flavorful really full you know it's got that kind of it's kind of like a chocolatey kind of feel to it it's a little spicy but not too spicy it's like right in that middle it's like that perfect balance between like fruity and then the the wines that are a little more you know full flavored and all that it's just it's fabulous excellent and i love it and i let enjoy me guess it so much tonight let me guess five five stars how <laughs> you know dude i'm totally you know and it could just be that the last wine i had was last week's this is horrible true. white zinfandel this is true. you know your so bar is so low now sometimes <laughs> it, yeah it's like messes with the curve you know but i gotta tell you i think even after having like my favorite wines that i would really enjoy this is just a fabulous fabulous
1: wine i love it i'm gonna have to pick up a bottle that sounds very good oh it's a
2: pinot noir i never said it was a pinot noir i said it was Casillero del diablo but i didn't say what it was it's a red wine it's a pinot noir which i love i'm i have to say out of all the reds the pinots are my favorite
1: excellent so yeah i'll definitely have to
2: try that it's very, very good what are you drinking tonight
1: well tonight i'm drinking a 2006 Richland Shiraz from Mm -hmm. Australia. Where else? Mm
2: -hmm. I love Australian wines, too. Australian and Chile, I think, are my favorites. Mm -hmm.
1: So according to MyWinesDirect.com, it is full-bodied with tons, tons of of boysenberry and Uh blackberry aromas. And hopefully Mm -hmm. there's some grapes in there. Let's hope so. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. smooth and clean with just enough firm tannins and a Mm -hmm. dash of pepper. Oh, to tell and you, and again with the pepper. Yeah, to tell you, there's some drive behind the laid back pose.
2: What? <laughs> <laughs> what? See, okay, see, I was with you <laughs> until the laid back pose. Yeah. Every now and again, the wine writers do that. I know. It's like they're just bored. They are they're just bored. bored. They're just picking stuff out of the air. I tell it in them, there. write a novel. Ah, yeah. Eh, write
1: a book. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, it has a whopping fourteen point five percent alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. its ten ninety nine a bottle. So I think this mm-hmm. is the first time in Will Ray for Wine history yeah. mm-hmm. that you are drinking a more expensive bottle of wine than I am. <laughs> I think that's true. I think it's true. We're just breaking records all over the place. Fabulous. Well, my notes are it's powerful mm-hmm. stuff. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Shirazes have such a distinct flavor to them. And this one yes. is a full, full Shiraz. Mm-hmm. I like it but it's very strong. Mm -hmm. So if you don't really care for Shiraz's, you might want to pick something that's, I don't know, like a Pinot. (laughs) There you go.
2: Get my Pinot from Chili.
1: I like it. The more I drink it, I I had it originally at 3.5 glasses, but I think I'm going to have to give it four. Because it's a very good shiraz, but it is very strong, so it won't appeal to everyone. Right? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm.
2: Okay. Well, that's very good. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, now that we've gotten that taken care of, we're adding a new segment to our A block because our podcast (laughs) Mm -hmm. wasn't long enough to begin with. Right, so
2: <laughs> we need to add in material because you know we we sit here, we don't talk, we're very shy, oh, we don't yeah. express ourselves, yeah. you know. So we're really trying to encourage ourselves to kind of talk a little bit more. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, it's the wine card challenge. <laughs> Yay! Yay! When we were in New York City, Melissa DK gave us these
1: unbelievable wine cards they're so cool and they're
2: really really pretty i mean Mm -hmm. they're just so pretty i love them kind of like trivial pursuit for wine Mm
1: -hmm. yes except that anyone who knows anything about wine wouldn't have a problem with this (laughs)
2: right (laughs) so which is why it'll be challenging and fun for us (laughs) and to sweeten the pot a bit whoever loses the wine card challenge in the a block has to do the verbal sobriety test in the e-block oh
1: (laughs) did i see this i did (laughs) not see this (laughs) i don't think you Oh, I slipped that into the script. <laughs> all right. Unless we both lose and then Lonnie does it for a month. Or we both oh, lose. <laughs> excuse me?
2: That was not the agreement. But you know what? I have it already. So, I mean, That's if I true. lose, I'm still doing it. That's you true. Know? That's true. All right. All right. Well, anyway, uh, maybe I didn't think that all the way through. <laughs> all right, Sam. What you got for me? Go ahead. Amy.
1: All right. I'm going to give you a grape question. Okay. Okay.
2: Okay, because we have four four kinds of questions. Yes. There's vocabulary, there's wild card, there's grape, and there's region. Right, right. So she's
1: going to ask me a grape question. (laughs) You can get this. You know this. You know this. I'm sure I don't. Okay. Which of these red (laughs) grapes is known Uh for its tannic, structured wines with tastes of chocolate, black currants, and tobacco? Uh huh. A, Cabernet Sauvignon. Mm -hmm. B, Merlot mm-hmm. C uh, Grenache
2: mm-hmm.
1: D Zimfandel
2: uh, Merlot e- oh! <laughs> It's the cab, isn't it? It's the, it's the Cab, cab. Uh, Cabernet Sauvignon
1: know? is one of the most it's a
2: grape.
1: is one of the most well known grapes, often mm-hmm. making big, powerfully f- flavoured wines that can start out tannic and mellow with aging. Interesting okay.
2: Well good See I told you I didn't know it uh, Ah Okay But you But anyway. that was your
1: second one I knew it Okay
2: <laughs> That was my second it guess was your second it guess Totally counts Okay <laughs> Margaret River is a wine region In which country A. South Africa B. New Zealand C. Australia D. Chile Uh New Zealand Eh ah, C. Australia <gasps> Crap In southwestern Australia, south of Perth, Mm -hmm. for those of you who know where Perth is. Hello, Australian whippers! Shout out. The beautiful Margaret River region is known for its award-winning Shiraz, also known as Syrah, Mm -hmm. Cabernet Sauvignon, and Chardonnay wines, as well as others. The mild, almost Mediterranean climate makes the region an ideal one for growing vines. And, as a bonus, the region is the proud home of the longest wooden jetty in the southern hemisphere. What's a jetty? I don't, I don't know. know. What's a wooden I've... jetty? I jetty. The longest jetty. wooden jetty sounds a little phallic. <laughs> I don't know. Just me. It
1: might be a jetty or something. I don't know.
2: I <laughs> don't know. Don't know what to tell you. But, you know, there you go. So those are people who criticize Will Wright for wine saying we're not educational, well, there you go. <laughs> That's a uh... All right. So I'm still doing the stupid uh, <laughs> verbal sobriety test. It's not fair. <laughs> I'll drink. You introduce me. All right, okay,
1: great. Now that we've learned something new about wine and everybody out there knows we know nothing about wine, let's move on to This Week in... The Forums! Thanks,
2: Mac! This week on The Forums, the hot topics were Who Blogs, Gods in Alabama, Lonnie's Awesome Drink, drink. theme song, <laughs> Kid Karma Curses, <laughs> Sam's Book Themes, and Bachelorette Party Games. Yes, and I have
1: to check that one out. Right. <laughs> that sounds kind of fun. And if you <laughs> haven't heard Lonnie's theme song... Oh, yeah, we got
2: to bring that up again. Yes. or we have like, talked about it at all. Or would
1: like a copy to listen to all day long. I'm going to make you drink another <laughs> stout. <laughs> find the mp3 under our we'll write for wine stuff page and a bigger a bigger a bigger woofer welcome <laughs> how about just a big one a big okay. woofer welcome to our new fairers
2: new yes welcome new i yes. i'm sure it was the word of my excellent <laughs> singing that drew you in <laughs> and lest i sing again let's refill we'll be back in a minute <laughs> we'll write for wine, we want to make it perfectly clear that we do not encourage excessive drinking. Excessive drinking is bad. It hurts you, it hurts your family, it totally screws with your ability to put lipstick on properly, and we do not encourage it. A little drinking, though, now that's a different thing. After all, wine is good for you, right? It's good for your heart, it's good for your cholesterol, it's loaded with antioxidants. And sometimes when you've had a really long exhausting day and your kids are making you nuts and your husband has forgotten to take out the trash again and you start to become what some people might consider a little edgy, in that case, having some wine is a kindness, a public service even. So just remember that we here at Will Write for Wine do not encourage excessive drinking. We do, however, encourage you to not beat your husband over the head with a garbage can lid. And if it takes a little bit of wine to prevent that, then we suggest a light Chardonnay.
1: Welcome back. This is Samantha Graves. And this is Lonnie Diane Rich, And this is Will Wright for Wine. Yay! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> today's question comes from Lily C. who is sharing her adventures in Cairo on the forums. So if you haven't signed up yet, you should just do that okay right. mm-hmm. question is what do you think about using popular uh, cultural references in your writing I think about I'm thinking about whether you consider not talking about things which may date your books or whether you you're encouraged to make them contemporary so that your target audience bonds with them are there any rules on this okay I think that was my sobriety test really Right. <laughs> There are a lot of long words in there. <laughs> That's
2: all right. You drink. I'll answer the question. Okay. All right. First, everyone knows uh, what popular cultural references are, right? You know, I mean, music, mm-hmm. movies, TV shows, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. So uh, the upside of using pop culture references are that um, they can be kind of a quick shorthand for certain things. Like, you know, she looked like a woman fresh off the stage of the Jerry Springer show. It could be an evocative description. You know, he had George Clooney eyes, etc. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, in general, I think you should be careful about pop culture references. For one, like you pointed out, I mean, it dates your material. But also, not everyone is going to feel about Hank Williams the way that you feel about Hank Williams. A lot of people might not even be familiar with the song. Or who he is. (laughs) Right, exactly. They may not even know. So uh, your best case scenario is that you get your point across, but your worst case is that you kick the reader out of your story, which you really never want to do if you can avoid it. Hmm. So you kind of got to weigh your options. I mean, for instance, like I had a character in one of my books who would uh, wear old uh, concert T-shirts. I'd be like, you know, she was wearing a Go-Go's concert T-shirt or Huey Lewis concert T-shirt. So it would sort of get the feel of, like, you know that she had grown up in the 80s mm-hmm. but it wasn't really pivotal to like understanding what that scene was about you know mm-hmm. so I mean I think that you know um, you, you kind of have to take it on a case-by-case basis and well I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to do I do think that you really need to be careful about it
1: okay yeah you know <laughs> what Lonnie said because I'm here tonight for the comic relief that's right. it but yeah I agree <laughs>
2: All right. Thanks for the question, Lily. Thank this you. It's the Lonnie show. <laughs> <laughs> so get your questions on the show. Email us at feedback at willwriteforwine.com or leave them on the forums. And we love MP3 questions. Hint, hint, hint. So send those in too. Right.
1: And now it's time for Writing Lessons Learned. Every week, we'll share what we learned <laughs> that week about writing. So, you know what I think
2: we should have? What? Is like that, you know, in the NBC, um, like little things where they're like, the more you know, and they've got that little diddly-dly. Oh, it's yeah. Like after it, you should do that for writing lessons Yeah, learned.
1: or the boing-boing from, uh you know, Law and Order. Right. You know the boing-boing? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I know
2: exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. All right. Anyway. All right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> what it's I learned
1: not year. as dirty yeah. as it sounds. It's the thing. <laughs> the it's, the, <laughs> it's the noise.
2: Oh, trust me. We've gotten dirtier than that. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't nothing. All right. Anyway, I've been watching The Riches lately. You know what The Riches is? Have you seen this at all? You don't watch TV. Yes. Oh, my God. You know what The Riches is.
1: Well, I know what it is. I've just seen the... The commercials. The
2: previews for it, yeah. right? It was not what I expected it to be. For some reason, I thought it was like a Arrested Development type of, you know, dysfunctional family comedy. But it's actually a really interesting drama. Um, anyway, uh, anybody who's interested can watch the entire series up to date at Hulu, H-U-L-U.com. Um, and the writers get paid for it, so yay! Mm. Um, but anyway, it's a show about this family of con artists who take over a rich dead couple's identity and live their lives. <laughs> now, it sounds horrible, doesn't it? You just think, how can you ever root for these characters? You know, But you do. I mean, the thing is, for every bit of bad that they do, there's genuine good there. I mean, they're a family that genuinely loves each other, would die for each other. Their immorality is pushed only to a certain line, like mm. just where you just, you know, <laughs> almost can't take it. Um, it's a wonderful balance of like awful and wonderfuls so that as much as you want to hate them, you can't help but love them. And I think that there's something to be said about really striking that balance rather than kind of taking the easy way, which actually isn't that easy, like making your character all good and wonderful and Mary Poppins and Cinderella, you know, mm-hmm. that they're just all perfect and wonderful. And isn't it terrible that people treat them badly, you know, and and really give your characters like, you know, get them balanced, you know, with so much good mm-hmm. weighing out so much bad. <laughs> that you just that you you know you're so engaged just watching these people because you're not sure if you should love them or hate them Mm -hmm. but it's wonderfully written it's pretty dark though i mean Mm -hmm. i would only put up with that much darkness for really stellar storytelling so (laughs) i definitely recommend it but you know don't watch with the kids
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) so how about you sam uh well what i discovered this week is that writing is hard work Mm -hmm. i ran around all day today doing errands i mean Uh all day i left at like Eight AM. I didn't get back till like five thirty. You know, right? That was mm-hmm. Six o'clock, somewhere around there. Uh-huh. And all day yesterday, I did revisions. I did right. edits of my chapters. Mm-hmm. And hands down, I was more exhausted yesterday yes. mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. I was today oh, because absolutely. it's
2: work. Isn't and, it weird how tired you get? Yeah. From I mean, and it's just I think I think what it is is that it just involves so much of your um your Men, emotions. mental
1: faculties. Yeah, you
2: know <laughs> I mean, and there's so much that you have to like you know in order to put a book together, you just have to throw your entire self into it. Yes. You know, so
1: um
2: well that's pretty cool. Yeah, writing is so hard. work. it's it's
1: hard work. So for I anybody totally who tells that. you oh you're gonna go write, I mean they mm-hmm. make it sound pithy. It's not. Right. It's hard work. It's
2: not. It is really hard. So you hard. tell them it's hard work. I know. Yeah. <laughs> well on that note that wraps up this block I think we definitely need more wine <laughs> are we drunk enough? no! no. All right, so, <laughs> don't go anywhere we'll be right back
1: <laughs> museum curator Jillian Talbot has a psychic gift that lets her see into the past but she never expects it can make her a target to find a priceless treasure to stay alive Jillian must seek the help of a cynical tomb raider but is he worthy of her trust? Simon Bonner wants out of the looting game. Instead, he finds himself tangled up in a deadly mystery and a woman who still believes in doing the right thing. As Jillian and Simon track the mystery deep into Mexico, their desire to stay alive and growing passion for each other makes every move a dance with danger. Out of Time by Samantha Graves. Available August 2008.
2: Thanks for coming back with us. I'm Lonnie Dayenridge.
1: And, and I'm Samantha Graves.
2: And this is Will Right for Why. Woohoo! <laughs> Tonight is my special workshop, the Funky Bird Query.
1: Yes, this is Lonnie's workshop, all her workshop, all which right. literally dozens of people have traveled actual miles to hear. <laughs> right. But you get it all right from the comfort
2: of wherever you do your listening. That's right. <laughs> Just really between you and your God. <laughs> Now, as this is my workshop, I'll be doing most of the chatting for the segment while Sam will get drunk and point out where I'm wrong.
1: Oh yeah, you betcha. And don't forget comic relief. Right. A me. Oh yeah, that's my job.
2: <laughs> okay. So let's go ahead and get started. A bunch of people were talking about queries on the Will Write for Wine forums. Mm-hmm. And I thought it'd be a good time to do this workshop here. I mean it basically sums up all of my advice about queries in one tight little package. So <laughs> well, whenever anybody asks me about queries again, we'll be like, download the episode <laughs> All right. Now, first, before we get started, a caveat. Now, if you've been writing for a while and have ever tried to get an agent or to sell to an editor, then you know the pain in the butt (laughs) that is Mm. querying. It is Mm -hmm. second only to synopses, I think, and the evilness. Um, I know most of you have probably gotten loads of advice about it. And what I'm about to tell you may possibly, you know, conflict with some of that, (laughs) most of it all of it that's okay don't allow your brains to explode throughout your writing career you will get boatloads of conflicting advice use what's helpful discard what's not don't stress out yes. over the you know somebody said do yeah. it whatever whatever you think is right you know if two people give you different mm-hmm. advice just pick the one you think is right mm-hmm. and go with it
1: yeah because there are lots of other things you can be stressing out about mm-hmm. so you have to pick your poison
2: right exactly you know pace yeah. yourself On the whole, like, you know, killing yourself with stress. Yeah. So um, because, you know, really, a query, while absolutely painful, is not quite as mysterious as everybody makes it out to be. It is, at its core, a function of marketing. Mm. You are marketing yourself to an agent or to an editor. And so you just kind of have to think about it along those lines. Oh, oh, side note. Mm-hmm. Query letters will change very little whether you're selling your book to an agent or to an editor. So for the most part, it's the same thing. Don't sweat it. I mean, a lot of times when I start talking about queries, like, oh, but if I'm querying an agent, oh, but if I'm querying an editor, it's pretty much the same thing. I think the only yeah. thing that changes is your, like your introduction paragraph, which right. is what, you know, I'll kind of get into later. So, yeah. mm-hmm.
1: And just make sure you get their name spelled correctly. Yes. This is very simple, but very mm-hmm. important
2: right yeah highly important if you misspell somebody's name i can almost guarantee you they're gonna be like whatever because you know you gotta you gotta do your research you hear that noise
1: that's them tossing your query letter into the trash
2: excellent i didn't know you did sound effects all this time (laughs) and here is this hidden skill that i had no idea about all right So step one in getting a great query out is understanding the goal of the query, the reason why you're sending it out. What is it that you want to accomplish with this? And the goal of the query is to get your partial read. Hmm. That's it. You're not creating world peace. You're not solving the oil crisis. You're not selling more than one book at a time. You're not impressing the editor agent with your ability to use really big words almost accurately. Mm -hmm. All you want this query to do is to get your toe in the door. Get your partial red. Worry about shoving the rest of the foot in later. That's tomorrow's problem. Today, it is all <laughs> about the partial.
1: And that's writing for you bit by bit. Mm-hmm. If you don't have patience, you are in the wrong field.
2: Absolutely. Okay, I just mm-hmm. got a bit of cork in. <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> when that happens.
2: took a sip of my wine. Also, there's this cork in there. It's like, dude, what's up with that? I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now that we know our goal, uh, mm-hmm. let's get to know our opponent—the editor and/or the agent. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh! Another side note: the editor is not your enemy. Yes. In this Correct. one circumstance, before you developed your professional relationship with this specific editor-agent, you know the editor-agent is—you kind of view them as your opponent. You mm-hmm. know that you've got a goal; you've got to get past them. You know, um, the query is a game. Your goal is to get past their defenses and get your partial
1: read. Ooh, I kind of... Those are kind of my words. Those are. I like that. I like that. Okay,
2: cool. So anyway, in only this one circumstance, will I ever represent the editor or agent as your opponent (laughs) in a professional Mm -hmm. atmosphere that's simply not the case. Although often... You kind of will hear on occasion, you know, some authors sort of painting it that way. And that's okay. You know, that's their experience. But in my experience, your editor is the best friend you're ever going to have. And if you view that relationship as antagonistic, it is not going to benefit you. Yes.
1: Ditto. Mm -hmm. See how how good I am at this? You're very supportive. Yeah. Thank you. I
2: noticed that everything, you're just kind (laughs) of sitting there and smiling and nodding and looking pretty. Go ahead and have a drink. All right. But that's another show altogether. About the editor and agent relationship and everything. But, yeah. um, you know, we might have already done that. Should we do that show? I don't you think we You and your did. editor? We should do I don't the think so. Show.
1: We should. We should. We're going to put that on the list.
2: All right. Put well, it that said. Anyway, back to queries. Understand <laughs> your opponent. Um, and you have to look at it from their perspective. So, I mean, have you ever been in a position to hire people at work and you're reviewing resumes and you're looking for a very particular skill set? So after the first day of reviewing applications, you've got it down to a science. You know exactly what you want, and those are the people who get called for interviews. You just go through. You get all these, you know, um, resumes, and you just flip right mm-hmm. through them. You know exactly oh, yeah. what you're looking for. You
1: oh, know? I sure do. Mm-hmm. sure do. No resumes written in Spanish. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Or from a country that I can't pronounce. Uh-huh. And an automatic toss to anyone who digs up my work phone number and calls me to see how their resume is doing.
2: Right. Yeah. And Mm -hmm.
1: no weirdos wanting to know why they weren't hired. (laughs) Which I actually had done. Yeah. So, hey, you know. I could be an editor. You could. It's, very, <laughs> it's
2: a very similar process, you mm-hmm. know, and um, editors and agents, they go through that. But their skills at knowing what to keep and what to toss are like a thousand times more honed, you oh, know, yeah. because we do it, you know, you're hiring somebody professionally. It's like two weeks, three weeks, maybe mm-hmm. a month if it's if it's really hard to replace whoever you have to go to replace. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but for editors, I mean, this is what they do all year long, editors and agents. So, I mean, they have seen everything queries written on purple cardstock manuscripts delivered on the back of a camel manuscripts <laughs> shoved under bathroom stalls. And I'm telling you, that's true. It really happens. Every single agent or editor I've talked to has a bathroom stall story. Mm-hmm. It's just not right. So anyway, trust me, if you can think it up, they've already seen it. It's not going to work. Catchy little schemes to get you noticed, make you the story they tell during a three martini lunch. Um, but it doesn't, it, you know, it kind of makes you a joke. It doesn't get you
1: read. You know, yeah. In fact, it may get you never read. Right. It's a very small world out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and not even if you try to pick up the editor in the bar
2: mm-hmm.
1: at Nationals <laughs> at midnight with everybody watching.
2: Okay. And I'll, that's and I'll, that I'll, that sounds I'll just like a story that there. I'm not familiar with, but I'll, I'll ask you after the there.
1: podcast. <laughs>
2: There are, there's so many stories like that of people like, you know, at the National Conference kind of getting really weirded out. But anyway, back to queries. Mm -hmm. So the best way to get read is to give the people what they want. What they want is a concise query letter that tells them why they should read your partial. Give them a reason. Write a query letter that gets the heart of why they should read your partial. So how do you do that? Well, it's actually pretty easy. It's basic marketing. It's not what makes you better. It's what makes you different. I learned that when I was um, working at TV and TV stations. I was a promotions manager, which is basically marketing for the station. And um, my boss came up to me one day and he's like, you know what? It's just all about what makes you different. It's not about what makes you better. And it's really, really true. Mm -hmm. You cannot show in a query letter how lovely you handle your prose, how tight your plotting is, how lovely your description. In your query, you need to hit on the thing that makes you special. The thing mm-hmm. that makes you different.
1: Mm. And this
2: is what I call your funky bird.
1: Funky bird. You know, <laughs> you gotta be really careful when you say that. <laughs> Solani, what is
2: I'm so tempted the to say it funky it bird?
1: <laughs>
2: well, Sam, I'm so glad you asked. The Funky Bird is a concept based on my book, Maybe Baby, in which I wrote a romantic comedy romp through New York City, mm-hmm. which, you know, it's been done before, right? You know, mm-hmm. sure. But has it ever been done with a cockapoo? Hmm. <laughs> so what is a kakapo, you ask? Well, it's a nearly extinct, green, flightless parrot from New Zealand with the body of a chicken, the head of an owl, a beak-like horse shack, and a call like an 18-wheeler screeching to a halt. And I'm not even kidding. Oh, 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 and it smells like fruitcake on fire. and is illegal to have in this country, so it's very expensive, so a lot of people would want it. And that, my friends, is what makes Maybe Baby different from everything else out there. <laughs> Your funky bird is the one element that makes you different from everyone else.
1: You know, I like being different. I actually, I, I like being comic relief.
2: I can. It's a lot of fun, isn't it? It is. Just get to sit there and make comments while everybody else does the work. I
1: know.
2: (laughs) Oh shoot! You found my secret. (laughs) You've been doing all the work up until now, and I've just been sitting there. All right. (laughs) So, how to find your funky bird? Okay. First hint:
1: (laughs) Don't go looking for an actual bird. It's been done. (laughs) just so you know
2: (laughs) (laughs) okay to find your quote unquote funky bird um, the the best way to do it honestly is have your friends read your book you know whatever Mm. the one element is that gets their attention that's your funky bird chances are they're going to latch on to something that they haven't seen before that's what's going to be most interesting to them and it doesn't have to be as wild literally as a funky bird you know Mm. i mean not everybody obviously is going to put like some weird extinct stinky parrot you know in their book (laughs) i use that example because it's the most obvious you know (laughs) but um funky bird examples like uh high fidelity by nick hornby Mm. um the music store setting where you've got all these music geeks have you seen the movie at least right
1: no (laughs) who are you talking to oh
2: my god
1: (laughs) how can we be friends
0: i I don't know i (laughs) don't know
2: (laughs) <laughs> You're well upset because I haven't seen X-Men. And now I'm like, you haven't seen High Fidelity with John Cusack? it's john cusack for crying out loud okay anyway um high fidelity they've got this it's basically a whole bunch of music geeks like you know people Mm -hmm. who just like know every little bit of music in like this record store setting Uh and so i think that's that's what makes it i mean essentially it's a you know it's it's guy lit you know i mean it's Mm -hmm. like there was chick lit it's like the guy gets dumped and then he has to figure out why he's been (laughs) dumped and everything oh my god it's so good (laughs) but anyway um so it's like the music store setting the music geeks that's the funky bird for that um there's a book called blue ice by ann stewart um, she does a lot with Japanese culture and mm. she has these, you know, these Japanese, um, mobsters in her books and everything. And I think that that's something that really makes her stand out in the market, makes her different. Mm-hmm. Um, Barbara Samuels, Goddesses of Kitchen Avenue. Um, there's the whole goddess theme, uh, these women with altars, it's, you know, very female community kind of things. Very, very cool. Mm. So, you know, I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff like that, you know, like you can find the Funky Bird. The Funky Bird is not necessarily, you know, what your book is about. I mean, these books are about much more than just the Funky Bird element. They're about sacred themes of community, love, personal growth, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, you can say that about a lot of books, mm-hmm. you know. But how many books have a stanky green chicken?
1: Just one.
2: Not many. <laughs> I'm telling you. Or record geeks. You know what I'm saying? um so it's the funky bird that catches your reader's eye be it the editor the agent or the reader in the bookstore i mean the funky Mm. bird is what gets your partial read and as we all know that is the goal of the query right so your first step to query greatness find out what your funky bird is Four ah. short paragraphs. I have a whole thing laid out. And I'll actually, I'll upload this um, to the website. We'll put it on the stuff page. And, oh, uh, and I'll put, I actually have, for once, I actually have support materials.
1: Cool. Isn't that exciting? Yes, it I is. I know. It's like
2: we've just kind of like the poles are reversed. I
1: like know. Just, I know. You're being a
2: wise ass and I've got support materials. <laughs> I mean, it's just, keep waiting to wake up. And here and comes the
1: secret, everyone. Mm-hmm. Turn up your volume. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Go. That's go. It. Go. All
2: <laughs> right. So we've got four paragraphs. Mm -hmm. Paragraph one is your introduction. Who are you and why are you writing to these people? Mm. So what you want to do is start with, and I'm going to use a sample query letter that I wrote out for Maybe Baby. You mm-hmm. know, uh, although uh, this is something I wrote years ago and blah, blah, blah. But we're just going to you know, play a little bit with reality and, and write it as though I was selling it now. Um, so my first opening paragraph would be, Hi, my name is Lonnie Diane Rich. I'm a writer living in upstate New York and I write funny women's fiction and contemporary romantic comedies. I'm very excited about my latest project, a screwball romantic comedy called Maybe Baby. Ah. So there I've said, you know, who I am, what it is that I do, you know, and basically just as quickly as possible. The whole thing is... Do everything you need to do as fast as you possibly can because people are really, really tight on time and they're just going to be skimming right through everything. So get it as concise as you can. Now um, this is a paragraph where if you've met the agent or editor, you would mention that here. You know, mm. um, hi, you know, I met you at the Moonlight Magnolias conference and you know, blah, blah, blah. If they requested the material, that's when you say, oh, you know, yes. we were at the bar and I told you about the story and you requested it and all that. And
1: you should put that on the outside of the envelope too. Absolutely requested material. Requested
2: material. If you're Send in anything, yes. send in with requested material, that'll get right up to the top. Do mm-hmm. not put requested material if it was not actually requested.
1: Oh, yeah, That do is a that. dangerous because, you game, and
2: it could burn you really bad. They
1: have excellent memories.
2: They do, and they yeah. know what they've asked for. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you try to get past on that, it just may not work. But- mm-hmm. Anyway, keep it short and sweet. Um, things to leave out of this paragraph are the number of words. You know, I mean, as long as you're sending, not sending in, like, a 50K novella or 150K opus, anything in that range, they're not going to care. Hmm. They'll figure out a way to sell. I mean, word count, really, honestly, it doesn't matter that much. Um, if you're submitting to a specific line that has word count requirements, just make mm-hmm. sure that you're within them and then don't mm-hmm. mention it. In your, it's just its just wasted words and you've got precious few words that you can put in your query. So, I mean, because basically, you if you're submitting to a line, you should know what their requirements are, you know, to a specific editor and mm-hmm. be within those requirements. If you're submitting to an agent you know she'll figure out where you're supposed to go right so don't worry about it you know based on your i just don't waste words on the um on you know how many number of words you've got in this thing mm-hmm. um and do your research you know research name dropping is okay like you know i know that you represent susan elizabeth phillips i'm very similar to her that kind of thing you know and i, I love this you know writer that you represent or whatever that you published and uh that's fine but just make sure it's well researched and that you actually do love that author because when they talk to you, they might be like, "Oh, so you love Susan?" You'd be like, "Yeah, she writes the <laughs> football books, right?" You know, know what you're talking about, and don't don't BS anybody. Nobody wants it.
1: Yeah. Now, what not to say? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. My name is Samantha Graves. I'm the best damn writer you ever met. Just ask my mom. <laughs> I write action, adventure, romantic comedy, suspensey science fiction, westerns. <laughs>
2: So go ahead and tell us what's wrong with that paragraph.
1: <laughs> Just about everything. Right. You don't say what you write. You write too many genres. You bring in right. your well, mom. Well, you can say what you write.
2: I mean, if you write romantic, <laughs> don't bring up your mom. You don't know, bring up your if mom. If your mom loves your writing, yeah, that's yeah. Great. But there's like you there's know? like
1: twelve genres in there, all mixed together. Right. One genre
2: yeah. or genres that are related. Yeah, you know yeah. I think are okay, mm-hmm. um, but you're gonna want to tighten that down a little bit. Yeah, you know if you're talking and you haven't about
1: said you anything about the book either, so yeah. right, right. Well,
2: I mean mm-hmm. the introduction is about you. I mean it's mm-hmm. a very, very short introduction. So yeah,
1: but yeah, I'd le- I'd leave your mom out there and just narrow it down
2: <laughs> to what you like to write the most. You know, um, all right. So that's that's paragraph one. That's your introduction. Very basic, as short as you can make it. Just boom, boom, boom. Get in there and get out. Mm-hmm. All right. Paragraph two is here's my story ain't it great this is your pitch the basic thread of the story which includes your funky bird so for this example i would say Uh, Maybe Baby is a fast-paced romantic romp in which down-on-her-luck winery owner Dana Wiley has to join forces with Nick Maybe, a man she left at the altar, in order to save her wealthy, eccentric mother from kidnappers who want one thing as ransom, a funny-looking, funky-smelling parrot. As if chasing a bird around Manhattan wasn't impossible enough, being near Nick again is bringing up feelings Dana thought were buried. Maybe Baby is a funny, sexy novel about past mistakes, second chances, and the funky bird that gave Cupid a run for his money.
1: Ooh, I love it. Thank you so much.
2: (laughs) Okay, the notes on this are get in, make your point, and get out. One paragraph, 100 words or less. Trust me, when trying to get the attention of a busy agent or editor, less is more. Plus that forces you to edit the bare essentials of your stories getting the most basic like gist across. Hmm. Um, You'll notice that I didn't. um, oh no wait I did I changed that now. The fewer (laughs) details you have. It's like I and originally I didn't have the names of my hero and heroine but I actually did put them back in. Ah. But I mean the thing is like the fewer details that you have the less chance of uh, putting people off at this stage. Basically what you want to do is entice them just kind of dangle the carrot enough so they can see it's a carrot but you don't have to get in like every last little detail of you know like why is Dana down on her luck you know. Know, what's going on with Nick? Blah, blah, blah. You don't have to get into too much detail. You just want to get them interested enough for the to read the query.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, what not to say. Mm-hmm. My book is called The World is Kicking My Ass and Yours, <laughs> and it has to stop. It's really cool, and you'd be an idiot not to buy it. It's so good, I won't take less than half a million dollars for it.
2: Yeah, that'll get your query thrown out. Oh, yeah. If you, if you start making demands about money at this stage, mm-hmm. this is too early. The only thing you want out of this, and let me say it again for those mm-hmm. of you in the back, mm-hmm. the only thing you want out of this query is to get your partial read. Yes, and I think that that's the thing—that's the problem most people have with queries. That they're trying to do so much and accomplish. They want to like get their writing career started and get you know all you need at this point is to get your partial read. Then your partial is going to be so fabulous, it's going to get your full read, and then your full is going to be so fabulous it gets you sold. Yes, that's how it goes. It's in mm-hmm. stages, so you mm-hmm. have to kind of keep that. Do you hear, by the way? Can you hear my cat meowing? No, but I
1: can hear jingling. There's jingling. Like, it
2: sounds like Christmas at your house. <laughs> It's not oh, 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 that's her necklace, her little yeah, that's that's her moving around. my cat okay. is in heat, and there's nothing I can do. she's just uh-huh. she's in heat, you know, we need to take her and get her space, <laughs> but um, but, I mean, the problem is that she's just wandering in my room, and she's got that little bell jingling on her collar, yeah, and,
0: she <coughs> and she's <coughs> and she's doing
2: this while I'm doing the thing, and I I'm don't just hear a her crying, distracted. I just but hear you the hear jingling. the bell, yeah, <laughs> okay all right so I apologize okay <laughs> this is the first funky bird uh workshop I've ever actually done with a cat and heat hanging out with me while I did it so can't you, you can't hear, her. You just hear all I bell. can hear she is the jingle <laughs> jiggle, well now jiggle, she just jiggle, jumped up on jiggle, jiggle. the bed next to me so this is going to get even more fun <laughs> all right so let's move on the third paragraph <laughs> <laughs> after you've done your pitch paragraph is the credentials slash about me. Mm. So this is where you kind of say, you know, what you've done, you know, what what uh, credentials you have, any publication credits or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So for me, I would say, you know, I'm a Rita award-winning author of seven published novels, including A Little Ray of Sunshine and The Fortune Quilt. I'm a member of Romance Writers of America. In addition to Maybe Baby, I have two completed manuscripts, a humorous romantic mystery and a funny women's fiction. Uh Okay, so what this does, it sets up who I am, what my background is, um, what my experience is, you know, how much I've published, whatever, and also what I've got available for them to sell, Mm -hmm. what else I've written, so that they kind of know, if it's an agent, I would put that in there. If it's an editor, probably not. Mm. You know, but eh, maybe depending on what line you're submitting to. Right. I mean, usually if you're submitting directly to an editor, it's usually um, like a specific line. So mm. they would they would only buy the stuff that's from that particular line. But if you've right. got an agent that you're submitting to, I mean, I think it's a good idea to, to let them know, you know, what other stuff you've got, what other things they can read so that you've got enough material that they can kind of get started with you. Um, now, for those of you who haven't won a or published a book, you know, don't sweat it. Those are my credentials. You put in yours you know if you've won any big contests definitely mention that Um, if you've been published in fiction at all short story in a magazine or anything like that you know um, definitely put that in Um, non-fiction credits though do not count I Mm -hmm. used to write um, you know theater reviews for a a weekly you know newspaper and none of those count at all towards my fiction Mm -hmm. you know uh, my fiction writing it's a completely different set of skills and um, so you know if you've um, if maybe you published like a best-selling memoir like James Fry, yeah. you know, even though it was actually technically fiction, but mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And uh-huh. now he's whatever. got a fiction novel uh-huh. out, and I'm sure <laughs> that his non-fiction quote-unquote uh, memoir kind of helped him out there. But, you know, I mean, unless it's something that you published and got a lot of recognition for it, really, like, you know, writing, you know, um, non-fiction articles for, you know, like a parents magazine or whatever, mm. it's just not going to do it. Yeah. So, you know, you don't, you don't put that in there. Um, being an RWA is absolutely a credit. Editors and agents know that RWA members are extremely business savvy, that they take it seriously, that they've been to workshops, they've learned a lot, and those mm-hmm. are the people that they kind of want to work with. Yeah. So um, any other membership, same thing. Novelist Inc., although Novelist Inc. I think is only for published writers, so you'd have to be mm. already published to be in it. But I mean if you're in it, definitely put it in. Mystery Writers of America, you mm-hmm. know, I mean any of those kinds of kinds of groups like RWA, I mean, absolutely put that in. Those are absolutely credits. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have an MFA in creative writing, add that as well. So I mean, but but definitely keep it down just to like the big things like the the memberships that you're in whatever credentials you've got you know that kind of thing so
1: okay what not to say Mm -hmm. all my friends love this book even though they never read (laughs) i won a fiction contest in third grade i can give you my teacher's number but talk real loud because she's old (laughs) everyone tells me i have talent so it should be easy for you to see it's right there
2: You know, what's sad, though, is that I've seen queries with elements of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I know. I mean, it's not even, like, she's not even being that outrageous with that. I <laughs> no, mean, I'm, I'm actually, not. I, These are I, things
1: I, that people have said to me that I've right. heard, that I've read. Oh, yeah. I know. I oh, mean, and yeah. I've, I've,
2: I've seen that where somebody was like, you know, my third grade teacher said <laughs> I had talent. <laughs> You know, which just isn't relevant anymore. Yeah. You know, leave old Mrs. Davis alone. (laughs) All right. So the fourth paragraph is your close where Mm -hmm. you say, you know, thank you so much for your time today. I've included an SASE for your convenience as well as a short synop in my opening scene. I look forward to hearing from you. Have a great day. Mm -hmm. Okay. So on this, again, you know, keep it short and sweet and to the point. Always. Always, Oh, yeah. Always. And let me just say again, for those of you in the back, always, always. include a self-addressed stamped envelope or S.A.S.E. Mm-hmm. Um, you may also include a short two pages maximum synopsis and the opening scene of your book, 10 ma- pages maximum less is better. Uh, you
1: know, um, just- Read their, their guidelines too. so that Right. That'll Definitely help go it. by yes. their guidelines. But mm-hmm. you
2: know, there are people actually who've been giving this advice that, um, they will tell you to go ahead and include the first three chapters with the query. Um, because their, their whole thing is that, you know, they'll, if they, if they're interested, they'll read it. And if they're not interested, they're just going to recycle it anyway. So it's fine. Mm. Um, you know, they think they'll read the first few pages that'll get them sucked in. They'll have to read the rest and then boom, you've got them, you know, and I say, that's not my advice. Mm. and here's why Um, I think it's kind of a little presumptuous Um, it could hint that you maybe don't have a lot of respect for their time um, and it's more likely, I think, to annoy them than pique their interest. However, including just the first scene with a short synopsis, is sort of the best of both worlds. I mean, if they're intrigued by your query and want more, then it's there and they can look at it. You know, if the first scene grabs them, it'll probably heighten their interest in you. And it's not too obnoxious. You know, I, mean, I think it, it kind of, you know, gives them a little bit more that they can look at if they're really interested right then. Mm. And it'll make them remember you more than just the little short part of the query. Mm-hmm. Um, I think including the first scene is kind of a happy medium between the meek single-page query and the ballsy sending an unrequested partial. Mm. You know, But that's just my opinion. Mm. You know, Follow yeah. it however you're most comfortable with. So.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, what not to say. Mm-hmm. I hope you read all of this because this is good stuff and now you know I have talent. You can mm-hmm. make the check out to Samantha Graves. And don't forget to send me a thousand free copies. <laughs> I have... A large family. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I think the big point here is to not be... Um, and not get the cart ahead of the horse. Uh-huh. You know, again... In your query, your goal is to just get that partial red. Mm-hmm. I know we're hitting that kind of hard, but you have to understand. Like people get so anxious about all the things that they want to do. Yeah, you know they're just so anxious about their career and getting everything started. Blah, 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 but sometimes, sometimes people can get a little bit over anxious, mm. over zealous about that, and so mm-hmm. it, that'll bleed through in your in your query, and it's not going to help you. You know. Mm. So um, here's another thing: only query full polished. Manuscripts,
1: yes, okay, especially for your first book for your right. first sale, yes,
2: right, absolutely. and once you've once you've already had a sale, you can sell on proposal, and that's fine, but here's mm-hmm. the thing. the query will get your partial read. your partial then has to be so fabulous that they will ask for the full. in which case, the full had better be done, fabulous, and ready, or you have just blown it i can't even tell you how many people i know who've you know queried an unfinished book they get a request for the partial they throw the partial together they send it out then they get a request for the full and they're like oh no you have to wait a year and you know Mm. publishing moves slow enough as it is (laughs) Uh, i mean seriously like right now your book may be hot you know Mm -hmm. the idea that you have may be hot so you've got this great idea and you go out and you do it and then they want it and then they have to wait a year and by the time that year is up that idea might not be so hot anymore yeah or it the may editor had,
1: may have moved on, or something. Or the I editor mean, may have
2: moved on, which happens yeah. a lot. They'll move from house to yes. house. Or the agent may have just decided that you know her client list got full while she mm-hmm. was waiting a year for your your um your full, and um, so I think that these are things that you really kind of need to um to take very seriously. And when you when you start querying, you know. A lot of people expect that it's going to take years and years and years and years. So they have plenty of time to finish the book in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's your first book, if you've never sold before, if you don't already have the relationship with, with uh, an agent and an editor, then you should absolutely have that full, polished and ready to go the second they ask for it. Yes. Because that's where your best shot is going to be. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're just kind of wasting people's time. Yeah. You know, yeah. if it's not ready, then you're wasting people's time. And they that's know That's how it. I feel about it. Yeah, they'll yeah, know they it do. too. They yeah. do. I mean, I, you know, I don't know if they're really going to hold it against you that much. I mean, I talked to my agent about this and she's like, you know, she's like, I won't, I won't be like mad at something. They're going to be like a black mark or anything. But at the same time, like, you know, something that I might have picked up a year ago, I may not want to pick up now. Right. You know, so you kind of got to strike while the iron is hot and have, mm-hmm. have that ready to go. Yeah. So um, anyway, now that we've done our workshop, we mm-hmm. have a brave little whiffer. <laughs> the Yay. fabulous Melissa Blue, who submitted her query letter for us to read and critique over the air. Yay,
1: Melissa! Very All right. brave. How brave, yeah. All right. Yeah, so without wine, even. Yeah, I, I
2: know. <laughs> Hopefully, she's drinking that. Okay. Anyway. Um one note is that Melissa doesn't have an introduction paragraph in what she sent me, but she sent it to me, so that's probably why because your introduction paragraph is always specific to the person that you're, mm-hmm. you know, hi, I met you at this or blah blah or whatever. So yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Um no worries, just for clarity. I I recommend some people like you to start, you know, they tell you with your queries again con- contradicting the advice, that they tell you to kind of jump in with your story and don't even say hi or I I I kind of like a handshake. Mm. You know, I kind of think that you should say, you know, hi, this is who I am. I'm interested in this, blah, blah, or this is what I write. Mm-hmm. And then get into the story. So anyway, so she starts out with, um, if you really want to challenge fate, just say never. When Phoenix Lyons gets a tarot reading, she doesn't expect any of the predictions to come true. Well, to be frank, she doesn't believe in any of that crap. But when her estranged mother suddenly dies, Phoenix starts to wonder if fate does exist. For the first time in six years, Phoenix finds herself back in her hometown surrounded by family. She needs a stiff drink. All Phoenix gets for her trouble is the mystery of locating the seventy-five grand her mother embezzled from the family business. The only person who can help is her father's employee, Adam Woods, aka Don Juan, the man who doesn't understand the meaning of a sex-only relationship. Falling in love with some handsome yahoo is the last thing Phoenix wants. But then again, she muttered, I never want to get married. Fate is up to the challenge. (laughs) <laughs> all right. Well, first of all, you know, there's a lot of stuff about this that I like. The tarot uh-huh. reading coming true, the embezzled money, the Don Juan. Although I don't understand the, doesn't understand the meaning of a sex-only relationship because mm. isn't that what Don Juans are all about? It's just the yeah. sex. <laughs> so yeah. I got a little confused at some of the phrasing um, mm. here. You know, I mean, I think that it could probably use going over for, um, for just for clarity. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, so what do you
1: think the funky bird is here? Oh, there's a quiz? You don't tell me there'd be a quiz. Hey, look, be prepared for anything. I'm the comic relief. Oh. Okay. uh, I don't know. Maybe the tarot cards?
2: You know, I think that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I think that's the, the tarot cards and the fact that she had the prediction that kind of came true. Although, you know, I've, I've seen that done a little bit. I actually mm-hmm. did it. Yeah. What <laughs> <One> of mine Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I would say it's the Dead Mother's embezzling.
1: Mm.
2: <laughs> I love that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I
2: think that there's a, that's a more unusual element than the tarot reading coming true, although uh-huh. I think either one of them could really qualify for the Funky Bird. Yeah. Um, my big advice here, though, would be to tighten it down and kind of even out the tone. I mean, the random use of use of words like crap and yahoo make it sound a little uneven i mean it's mm-hmm. okay to get voice in there but i'd rather make it all invoice or all not mm. you know but tighten that down to 100 words or less focus on the dead mother's embezzled money and i think you're in mm. so yeah. okay so continuing um I Said Never is a 350-page humorous women's fiction novel. My work is similar to such authors as Lonnie Diane Rich, Ooh. Meg Cabot, and Sophie Kinsella, and Not the Shopaholic series. The completed manuscript is ready for your review. Okay. Well, first, I'm so honored that you would give me top billing. <laughs> <laughs> but really Melissa I would start out with your heavy hitters Meg Cabot and Sophie Kinsella are huge New York Times bestsellers and people are more familiar with them in general um, I'd lead with them unless you're querying someone who's like worked with me specifically like was my agent or one of my editors who you know loved me and, and they would be really familiar with my work um, so I mean that's an arena where it really pays to do your homework um, yeah. also you know you're saying you like Sophie Kinsella but not the Shopaholic series I wouldn't necessarily uh, make that distinction if you're going to say you're like somebody just say i'm like somebody if you don't yeah. feel like you're like i mean i think sophie kinsella is most known for her shopaholic work mm. although honestly i think that her other her standalone work is much stronger i loved undomestic goddess i think that's like her best book ever i haven't read the, the latest so one so she could but, say
1: like uh, sophie kinsella's domestic goddess undomestic you know, goddess yeah, yes, or undomestic, something like something yeah.
2: specific but yeah. i i would i would refrain from saying Like, if you're going to use somebody as an example, I would refrain from saying, but not this. Yeah. You know, because it sounds almost like a criticism of that. If somebody loves that. You know, you want to have everything phrased in a positive way. Right. So you can be like, you know, I'm like Meg Cabot. I'm like Jennifer Cruz, I'm like Susan Elizabeth Phillips. I'm like, I'm Uh funny. I'm funny, people. I'm really funny. (laughs) You know, and kind of get that out there. Um, But (laughs) I can't believe she
1: gave me top billing. (laughs) Lonnie's hit the big time. (laughs) I'm so
2: big. (laughs) 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 <laughs> All right. The other thing I would do is take out the page count, the 350 mm. page. I mean, you know, again, it's like the word count. Like, no, you know, they always tell you. Everybody always tells you to put that in. And I just don't think there's any use for it. Mm. I mean, you know, unless you've got an outrageously off the wall, you know, word count or page count, you're in the range. You know, as long as you're in the range, they're going to be able to sell your book or make it work. And if you're, and again, if you're doing a specific line, research that wine, line. If they say, <laughs> research that line. <laughs> Search that line. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Obviously, that was Freudian. Um, but anyway, so, um, but I mean, research the line, and if they say 85,000 words, then if you're submitting to them, you should be within that range. You don't have to, like, confirm that you're within that range. So I just think it's a it's a waste of words. Um, but... uh Also, oh, 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 what did she say that was fabulous in this? Mm. The complete manuscript. Oh, yeah. The complete manuscript is ready for your review. Fabulous. Mm -hmm. Fabulous, Melissa. Absolutely complete manuscript. She totally knows what's going on. Mm -hmm. That's my girl. Um, Which actually brings up a great point. Um, If you don't have credentials do the authors I'm like thing because Mm. that's one thing that Melissa did that I didn't mention in any of my workshops. And now I really wish I had because I Mm. think, you know, a lot of times, you know, you don't have credentials. You're like, I just, I joined RWA last year and I'm wanting to write. And now I wrote something and I'm hoping you like it. You know, I mean, but I mean the authors I'm like is a great substitute for credentials. You know, if you've, if you remember RWA, that's a great credential but you know if you're similar to you know like I'm like Carl Hyson I'm like Nick Hornby I'm like Jennifer Kruse I'm like Nora Roberts I'm like da da although yeah. Nora Roberts had don't know write so much I think comparing yourself to Nora Roberts can be kind of a kind of a difficult thing to do but Mm -hmm. i mean it's somebody who writes very specific you know i'm a samantha graves typewriter i'm a you know um karen rose you know that kind of thing Uh like just whatever it is whoever you're most similar to definitely bring that up i think that's a really great thing to do in in lieu of credentials if you don't have them or Mm -hmm. in addition to credentials Mm -hmm. you know um so i think that's really good all right so now we're going back to melissa's query and she says Uh, I've been writing since 2004. I said, never is my fourth novel. My first contemporary romance. How much do you want to bet? Was released in February. Yay. Yay. By Wild Rose press, which you all can go out and buy wild Mm -hmm. Rose press. Go ahead and check it out. (laughs) Um, TWRP will also publish my second novel, See Megan Run. I'm currently a member of RWA, Romance Divas, and the Cherries. Thank you for your time and consideration. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Mm -hmm. Um, I would leave in that you're currently a member of RWA, but take out Romance Divas and the Cherries, um, as they're not official organizations, and people may not be familiar with what they are. Mm -hmm. Although, honestly, being a cherry, which is the cherries are Jennifer Cruze's fan club, yeah, And um, actually, if you're on the Cherry Forums, <laughs> Jenny's giving you pretty much an MFA in creative writing. I mean, she's, just, <laughs> she's got so much information on there. She's so generous with her time. And she just talks about everything. She's fabulous. Um, but unfortunately, because it's not a, an official organization mm-hmm. um, it doesn't sound professional when you're talking about it and mm. people who know about it think of the cherries as just Jenny Cruzie's, you know wild-eyed fan club so they don't realize like actually how much you learn
1: mm. being well, and some of the loops are closed too so it's hard to tell yeah right,
2: right right so those are kind of things that you want to kind of keep out of there mm-hmm. um, I've been writing since 2004 you know it doesn't really matter how long you've been writing. You know, if you've been writing forever or since yesterday, I mean, the only thing that matters really is the story. So, I mean, just when you're looking at a query, you want to take out as many words as possible. Anything you don't need. I don't think you need to say, I've been writing since 2004. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, um, there's a part where she has the Wild Rose Press and then she um, does an acronym TWRP. Yeah. I would put that as the Wild Rose Press. Mm-hmm. You know, I say Wild Rose Press, you know, we'll also publish my second novel, see maybe right. or whatever. Um, right. I don't, I don't know why, but I, I would, um put it in an anagram yeah. like that if it's if it's another publisher right um so uh is there anything else
1: oh uh, well I, I think this would be the point where you would actually say this manuscript has won you know uh, a romance contest or something right. like that and oh right right and, right. and you did like mention that yeah. but i think that that's worth uh you know that's definitely worth putting in there
2: I think it's yeah. worth yeah absolutely if it's um especially if it's, if it's a, a big, big contest, contest like it's like Golden Heart uh-huh. or you know Moonlight and Magnolias has mm. has one or if it's the you know um I, 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 there's there a bunch are, of national readers or, choice yeah. that's already there's published a, though oh that's I mean, published are, yeah yeah so true. for any of the unpublished I'm trying to remember all the unpublished um things but there's, there's a whole bunch of ones that are that are pretty big yeah there's like about 10 of them that are pretty mm-hmm. big you know yeah. and uh, i think the molly is one of them or something yeah. you know there's a whole bunch and so if it's one of the big ones i would definitely and if it was this manuscript yeah, i would put it in there if yes. something else you wrote one um an unpublished award and i wouldn't it's put not what in you're there. selling i wouldn't yeah. mention it no unless it was the golden heart if you're a yeah. golden heart winner i would say that
1: yeah um but, but don't but say what manuscript that, it was right exactly
2: <laughs> like you know, I'm a golden heart winner would be part of your, um, you know, part of your credentials as mm-hmm. opposed to. But if you're talking about, like, you know, this manuscript. Right. If this manuscript won anything, definitely say so. Yes. Definitely put that in there. So. Yes. And I got to say, Melissa Blue, this is a fabulous query. I think this so is too. This really strong and yeah. thanks so much for sending it in. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really almost perfect and yes. all I have for it are tweaks. Mm-hmm. So uh, good luck and keep us posted on the
1: forums. Absolutely.
2: And uh, that's pretty much all I have to say about queries. Yeah, me too. <laughs> that, yeah, it covers... <laughs> everything i have to say about it so from now on when everybody wants to be like just listen to episode 48 and leave me alone yes exactly <laughs> if you've got additional <laughs> questions about queries though head on down to the forums and we will be discussing it
1: all righty well that wraps up another awesome drink sea mm-hmm. block and we've earned ourselves a little more wine i think so oh yeah we'll be right back
2: <laughs> <laughs> and <a> meowing cat <laughs> <laughs> James is not the kind of girl who attracts angels. In fact, since she sent her life into a nosedive six years ago, she's trying to attract as little as possible, attention, people, or responsibility. She lives alone in an Airstream trailer, going from job to job, wherever the wind takes her. And that works just fine. Until one day, two unexpected visitors show up at the New Jersey trailer park she currently calls home. One is a childhood friend with news. E.J.'s mother and his father are getting married and they want E.J. at the ceremony. The other is a sweet but odd woman named Jess who says she's an angel specializing in cosmic relationship mending and blueberry pancakes. A Little Race Sunshine by Lonnie Diane Rich is a story about lost love, found angels, and the power of blueberry pancakes to fix almost anything, including the mother-daughter relationship that no one thought could ever be mended. A little ray of sunshine is available now wherever books are sold. Get your copy today.
1: Thanks for coming back. I'm Samantha Graves, and I'm Lonnie Diane Rich, and this is Will Write for Wine.
2: Oh, that was so dramatic.
1: Thank you. I like it. it was very okay. well done. Mm-hmm. Want to win some great prizes for you or your dog or large cat who could be <laughs> larger than a dog? Did I tell you? Some
2: cats are. What? Well.
1: Today, I went in mm-hmm. to get Oliver his flea stuff. Oh, right. And they said, well, how much does he weigh? Mm-hmm. And I said, a little over 16 pounds or a little less than 17 pounds. Oh.
2: <laughs> Depends on how you want to
1: look at it. And this other rad lady, up, I heard this other lady next to me, and yeah. she's buying flea stuff for her dog, and her dog huh? weighed 14 pounds. <laughs> Oliver could take her dog.
2: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, my cat's
2: like six pounds. Oh, Every yeah. time you come Your up the like house, it's like, oh my God, she's so tiny. Uh, she's like air. She
1: yeah, it's I her. need
2: to get her in and get her some flea stuff, too, because yeah. you know it's that time oh, of the season. Oh, I know,
1: I know. Okay. So anyway,
2: well. <laughs> now that we've discussed fleas for our listening audience, who I'm sure is thrilled... <laughs> Hanging on the edge of their seats. More flea talk. I was hoping for I this. I know.
1: I yes. know. Yes. Um, <laughs> anyway, head on down to willwriteforwine.com and give us some feedback. We're looking for questions, wine suggestions, or just general commentary on the show.
2: Yes, each month. Hey, I get the verbal hey. sobriety test. <laughs> Crime it. We need to find a better thing to do for the wine card winner anyway each month all eligible entries will go into a wine bucket at the end of the month we'll pull a name out of the bucket to win a fabulous
1: prize yes for april we have a will write for wine journal Mm -hmm. and a pair of lonnie's magic creativity socks knitted just for you
2: i know i'm wearing my pair that i made for myself right now
1: oh and if i wasn't hot flashing all over the place i'd be wearing (laughs) mine too (laughs) (laughs) and there's more stuff you didn't need to know okay all right anyway
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Be sure to get active on the forums or send us email at feedback at willripeforwine.com or comment on the website. Mm-hmm.
1: We will announce the winner on our first May show, so send in your comments and shishishins now. Shishishins. <laughs> Shishish? Shishishins. All right. Just give up. Well, yeah. just drink a little <laughs> bit more there, honey. All right.
2: Up next, we have the...
1: Dun, 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 dun! dun, dun!
2: Winkly- <laughs> You know what's funny is that we've been doing that dun 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 for like well over a year now. And it's still just not getting any better. Oh. We're still really you think after you do something for like a year that you would improve at it or something, but yeah. we're just not uh yeah. Okay, no. so anyway.
1: It's not happening. <laughs> All right, so Lonnie, how'd you do this week?
2: Well, I had to do one more scene revision and mm-hmm. another quick sweep uh, through Dogs and Goddesses, but it is officially out to my editor, so right now I am on vacation. Woohoo! Yay! That's sort of. wonderful. Because <laughs> I can't seem to stop thinking about the new book, uh, so I'll still be I'll be, do, be doing the I thinking know. work, but I'm swearing that I will not write until at least the third week of May. Mm-hmm. So originally I wasn't going to write until the fall, but now it's May 21st of so <laughs> i will not write before them i am putting my foot down unless i decide to write sooner but anyway so <laughs> how about you
1: <laughs> well i edited two proposals just just the chapters oh, that's good and, but yeah it was still uh-huh. it was a lot of work but that uh is, that is a lot but of work. i i have to say that the second proposal uh-huh it, i really like it I'm is that the there. one that you sent me yeah Oh, I love it. I'm really excited about it. I love
2: it. Yes, yes. yes, Oh, very cool. Cool. Yay. All right. All right. Well, now it's time for Killer Word. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So play along, amaze your friends. All right. You're going first. And who sent you your word this week?
1: Okay. Are you ready?
2: Yeah. Who sent you your word? Oh, oh. Jen in Texas. All right. Excellent. All right. right, Go ahead.
1: Wait a minute. I have to listen to it because this is not. Um What <laughs> Um phaloskepsis
2: um, Oh, for crying <laughs> out. O M P H A Umphelis L L I S K E P C I S
1: You are so like almost close. Yeah. Almost close. <laughs> You were so good Criminy. for like the first six letters I thought you were going to have for like it. for the first
2: six letters okay. Skepsis. okay but then it's um it's uh the uh, not wanting to believe the, the um in the <laughs> phallic symbols i have no what i don't know I'm skeptical you, about phallic symbols
1: all right you what are is gonna, it? you are going to love this it is a noun
2: Criminy. What <laughs> and is and it, it is
1: the contemplation of one's navel
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's navel gazing.
2: <laughs> oh fella, Spell it for me. Oh do you spell that?
1: P H A L O S K E P S I S. Oh my God. Is that like perfect? She said it to me. I it was like a spew moment. I mean it was perfect. Oh
2: my God. Well yeah, with the whole <laughs> navel gazing thing we were talking about last week. That's fabulous. I didn't even come close. <laughs> <sighs> Alright, are you ready for mine? I'm ready. Okay. I got mine from Stacy. I okay. have only whereas Sam has all you whiffers pulling for her corner. Yeah, I got please. one. Yeah. I mm-hmm. got one. I got Stacy and she is my go to girl for words. Alright, so you ready? I'm ready. Alright, sesquipedalian. <laughs> 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 I'm fellow skepsis. <laughs> Ses- sesquipedalian.
1: Qu pe- <laughs> Dale Yen. <laughs>
2: you should be able to spell it because it sounds (coughs) i mean it's all right
1: c-e-s-s-q-i-p-q-u-i-p-i-d-a-l-i-i-o-n okay i made a mistake in thinking that you'd be able to spell it oh thank you thank you and it means something that crawled out of the cesspool oh Excellent.
2: Oh, I see where that's where the CESS came from. Okay, okay, Uh okay, Uh I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. Okay, sesquipedalian. Uh S-E-S-Q-U-I-P-E-D-A-L-I-A-N. Sesquipedalian. All right. And it means having many long syllables, characterized by long words, long-winded. So it's an adjective (gasps) describing people who
1: use really long words. It's the verbal (laughs) sobriety test.
2: It is! (laughs) Really long words, sesquipedalian. I like it. I know, it's kind of cool, isn't it? (laughs)
1: well those are excellent words both those of
2: them are. they're very cool yeah, thank so you so thank you whiffers to jennifer and to stacy mm-hmm. and anybody else who wants to send us in words for killer word we are not proud oh we'll yeah take them not at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right well i think it's time for a reveal. i don't know about you we're gonna take a quick break and we will be right back
0: Well, the show's almost over and I'm sure you're really sad about that. But now you don't have to wait another week to hear from Sam and Lonnie because we've got websites open 24-7 and ready when you are, morning, noon, or night. For Lonnie, be sure to stop by the newly redesigned LonnieDianeRich.com where Lonnie's latest books and news will be regularly updated. Right, Lonnie? Also, don't forget to drop by dogsandgoddesses.com, where Lonnie is collaborating live on the web with New York Times bestsellers Jennifer Kruse and Ann Stewart. It's like a reality show with writers, which is really much more interesting than it sounds. So check it out. For more information on Sam, click your way on over to samanthagraves.com for her latest news and giveaways. I think she's better about updating. Yeah, that's right. There are also links to her blog. Her MySpace page and the website for her alter ego, CJ Berry, author of award winning futuristic romances. And don't forget to stop by at willwriteforwine.com for links to our joint MySpace page, our cafe press store, and all the cool things we talk about during the show. By the time you're done with all that, we'll be back in a new podcast next week. Everybody plays and everybody wins.
2: Well, it's time for last call here on Will Write for Wine. That's not my color.
1: <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us.
2: <laughs> Keep sending those wine suggestions. Sorry, I didn't mean to read your part. I just got so excited. I was like, e-block, yay! <laughs> Keep sending in those wine suggestions to us at feedback at Or post them in the forum. Send good wine suggestions to Sam. Thanks send cheap wine suggestions to me
1: Lonnie and if you're half as confused about writing as we are you need someone to talk to so talk to us (laughs) Um, (laughs) send in those questions to feedback at willwriteforwine.com or visit the forums at willwriteforwine.com forward slash forum there's a specific topic there just for questions Mm -hmm. plus you never know we might just have the answer (laughs) Right, but I don't. stranger things have happened.
2: <laughs> on occasion we've actually had the answer. And, you know, we're more surprised when we actually like, oh, 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 I can talk about that. we
1: get done and we're like, oh my God, I know was a good show. <laughs> we that like actually, actually,
2: yeah, mildly intelligent.
1: I know. Yeah. <laughs> now next week's show is on writers dealing with the normals. Mm-hmm. you know, aka, your family, friends, and anyone who isn't a writer, <laughs> basically.
2: That'll be fun. Get your wine ready for that discussion. Oh, yeah. yeah. So until next time, this is Lonnie.
1: And this is Sam saying if you can't write for money,
2: (laughs) then write for wine. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Bye. Bye.
0: will Ride for Wine is brought to you each week by Lonnie Diane Rich and Samantha Graves. Be sure to hit the website at willwriteforwine.com where you can find great links to everything in the show, news about what the girls are up to, and links to great cafe press merchandise like t-shirts, hats, and mugs. I like the apron myself. Also, don't forget to friend them on MySpace at myspace.com slash willwriteforwine. Music provided by the good folks at the Podsafe Music Network, music.com podshow.com And if you enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends. And go vote for Lonnie and Sam at Podcast Alley. Or write a glowing review at iTunes. Remember, there's good karma out there. Vote for them at Podcast Alley. Come back next time as Johnny Depp's soulmate. Or perhaps Colin Firth. Mm Ring any bells? Or, you know, the the soulmate, whoever does it for you. You get the point. Anyway, thanks for joining us. And we'll see you next time right here on will Write for Wine. I get down on my caffeine consumption, so
2: when I get
1: up, I just have one cup of coffee, and you know, I like to have another cup of coffee with my breakfast, and on the way to work.